listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Welcome back to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Hey, this is Joe, and I got Jake with me again today. How's it going, Jake? It is going very well, Joe. Uh, nice to hear from you. Nice to hear from you, too. Nice to get you on this uh, late Tuesday evening. Um, we're without Matt again, sadly. He is still um, scurrying his way around Europe. Um, I think I heard a couple messages from him, so I know he still is alive. I don't know. Have you heard anything from Matt? Uh, he was alive yesterday. That's good enough for me. Okay, good enough for you. I had a couple days ago, so you must have tighter... tighter um, thresholds for alive than i do yeah i'm i'm tight with him i'm actually playing his sister in um in trivia crack so uh, she's very very challenging she used to do uh when i used to do the tough thursday trivia back in the day she was always in there and she was one of the top uh, people so yeah i mean very challenging anybody that beats you in trivia that's actually quite the accomplishment It, it is it is it's a very very small number but every once in a while you know i just it's an easy one because I know all the answers, really. I mean, yep. you know, let's be honest. Well, I uh, got myself a drink for this podcast. You got yourself something there? I do. I have the uh, um, Do South uh, Category 3 IPA, which I will open mm. there. Mm. Do South, where's that made from? Where's that at? Uh, Florida, Tampa. Uh, local. I have yes. myself I'm all, a. I'm all about local. Oh, I'm Mr. Local. Support the local. I have myself a Mercer Columbia Valley Cabernet Sauvignon 2012 that I will I will pour myself a glass of here and see how this goes. All right, looks delicious. All right, I think we might need um, these drinks for today's podcast because a lot has happened in the last week across the DMB community. Um, let me just give a little uh, disclaimer uh, at the start of it. Uh, for those that you are very sensitive to uh, discussing or criticizing or having an opinion um, about what the band is doing, um, you may just want to tune out here for the next bit uh, or just tune in for our next podcast because we are going to for sure break that down because that has been a major piece that's been going on over the last week here. I guess, Jake, do you want to fill us in what's kind of been happening? Here's the very, very brief version of it, and I'm not trying to shortcoming, not have any shortcomings on either side or anything like that. Basically, some fans tweeted at Stefan about their distaste for specifically the lovely ladies coming back. But that morphed into a general complaint about um, the repetitiveness of the set lists in 2015. Um, Stefan took a little umbrage with that um, as well he can, which is obviously his right. And that eventually landed him tweeting a, a video saying i don't care that entailed a response from the ants twitter account which was rather snarky uh which said something along the lines of yes we know um stefan took umbrage with that as rightfully he should have and then everyone had an opinion about everything on who was right who was wrong and who was allowed to be right and who was allowed to be wrong that is the very brief version of what unfolded last week yeah, I fair? Mean, yeah, I mean, that's pretty good synopsis. I mean, and you said it right there. I mean, there was two different groups, well, kind of. There's like the group that was kind of voicing their disappointment with the start of the 2015 tour and some of the other things that were going on, just kind of just voicing some disappointment. And then there was kind of like another group that was like criticizing those that had an opinion and just saying like, you should just love whatever the band plays, you know, be happy they're playing because, you know, they're going to stop. You know, there, there's two different groups that were kind of going back and forth during all this. And um, I was quite surprised, you know, like there was people's opinion that people were saying you can't have an opinion. You just have to like what they play. If they play the phone book, you got to like the phone book. I mean, that kind of just blew my mind that there were so many fans out there that, um, you know, had that opinion. But it made me think, you know. Are we overreacting? That was kind of what I was thinking about. And it was like, um, you know, really that answer, that question, are we overreacting, really depends on 
who you ask it to. Because if you ask it to, there's a lot of different types of fans. There's the fans that just go to one show and they kind of just listen to the album, only album releases. They don't necessarily get all the live releases. And they love it when the band comes for their one summer date. And they're happy with that. And they don't really see everything that goes on. Or they don't too much care. And they're not going to complain. And then there's the other side of the spectrum, which is fans that go to multiple shows a year. Um, or fans that listen to every recording uh, from the tour, the live recordings, or listen to all the DMB live tracks releases and all that, um, they're going to have a different opinion too. So are we overreacting is a tough question because it depends on what type of fan you are. And we have a whole bunch of different types of fans across the entire community, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, even among the three of us, and poor Zach gets left out of this as always, but you've got... Joe, you travel to shows. Right. I am more of a person in my area who will go see shows in my area, but won't necessarily travel. There are occasions where I'll go into shows, but I'm certainly not. I would not classify myself as a traveling fan. And Matt would represent fans that have essentially not traveling and not going anymore. Still enjoy the music, still enjoy the band but really aren't going to shows. And, but I would I think say you listen fair... to a lot of their shows too. Yeah, I mean, I listen to everything. So, yeah, you listen I mean, to every I'm, show, I'm so. sort of, I'm, I'm in a bit of a, a different category, but just taking, moving that aside, just as, as far as like attending shows, mm-hmm. I'm more in that, that kind of area thing. And here in Florida, that leads to basically three shows that I have available to me each year. Right. Uh, I think there's a lot of fans around the country um, that can reasonably get to at least two shows. I think that's a fair number. Maybe some can get to three. Maybe some can get to more. But the you know, if you can kind of get to more than one without trying, I guess you're sort of in the same realm that I'm in. Right. Yep. But I mean, obviously, listen, and it's too bad we don't have Matt because obviously he would re- help represent the fan that's kind of moved on. Like he doesn't see the band every year. Um, he, because of some of this frustration, so we'll have to save his get his opinion on a, on another podcast. But I mean, you know, I think when we're talking about some of the fans that were kind of voice, voicing some opinions about this, you know, we classify it as a hardcore fan. And what, what is a hardcore fan? I mean, that can completely vary. But I think for the most part, like you mentioned, we're talking about fans that travel to a lot of shows um, or listen to a majority of the recordings. All they listen to the full live recordings. Um, you know, the f- real, you know, what would you probably call a hard, what most people would think are crazy, um, and I'll happily take that title, um, fans that are going to a lot of shows, right? So the, call, call them the hardcores. I mean, if you know, you know, business, there's this idea of the 80-20 rule where 80% of your revenue comes from 20% of your customers, right? I mean, and that's kind of the idea here is that the traveling fans are, are, are big responsibility for uh, a lot of the sellouts that are happening. And the reason why there were multiple shows at in Pittsburgh in, uh, not too many years ago, or even Hartford, who's got a single show this year, um, why they're not going to Hershey, I don't think, this year, you know, where a lot of these shows are getting cut off. And, you know, me as a traveling fan, I'm actually losing a lot of tour friends where I get to see them along the tour, but they're now taking, they're not going to shows or they're reducing their amount of show counsel. That's why I think we care so much or we have an, a, an opinion is this number of shows are shrinking or the, the sell, you know, the sellouts are shrinking or the attendance is shrinking. The number of shows or where you can go to see them is shrinking. I mean, the first time I saw it was back in the day, the Gorge 2002 era, Gorge was the Mecca. All DMB fans from all over the U.S. had to, were traveling to the Gorge every year. And really, that would it started to peak off when you know some of these things started to pick up, which we'll talk, we can talk about later. But you know, it's just I think some of us just care too much to see the band shrinking. And again, it's these the kind of fans that are going to multiple shows or listening to a lot of shows. If you would agree, it, yeah, you know, there's that interesting thing. We've talked about this many, many times about the actual percentage of fans at a show that are hardcore, and. and one thing that I, I think is a little different from what you're saying is that basically, if you think you're a hardcore fan, you're a hardcore fan. I, I don't think you could really say someone's not a hardcore fan if they've only seen three shows. If they think they are, if they think they know all the songs, if they think they know this, then they're a hardcore fan. So I always wonder. In and that's, each why, venue, I try, but each that's why I try to put a definition on it, right? Because I don't think right. that kind of hardcore fan is has as much of an opinion 
not that their opinions are any, anyone's opinions better than the others. I just think they're not going to have the same opinion of somebody that's going to multiple shows in a single year and, and kind of wanting what the band traditionally has been. I agree with you. This is two things that I've noticed that, that we're kind of dancing around a little bit in the, um, in the great Twitter war of May of 2015. Um, <laughs> It, it seems like there's been a couple of complaints about, you know, for if you don't like them, don't go. And, and I think that's just ridiculous because the reason you say something is because you do like them. The, the worst thing that could ever happen is for people to be like, eh, about something. That's yeah. stop that talking just about happen. it, not caring, and just disappear and not even really kind of talk about why why you're leaving. And you know, yeah, you're not you're not speaking up, not giving an opinion. Correct. That's that's really bad. So I, I never have a problem with anybody criticizing anything. Uh, another point that that came up a lot from the, this is from the people criticizing, um, sort of I, I'm I'm gonna say like the hardcore stance is that the the fans the hardcore fans feel like they're entitled. Um, well, yeah. I mean. I think that you're allowed to feel entitled. I think that that's okay. doesn't mean you are, but I don't think there's anything wrong with kind of like demanding the best out of a product. Uh, you know, the, the, it's okay to say things like that and you still like the product, still like the overall product. Uh, entitled is probably a bad thing? word because I mean, I don't, uh, I can I would, you know, I go to many shows a year, you know, double digit shows. Um, don't feel entitled to anything, but I feel like I can have an opinion and I feel like I should be able to voice that opinion, and um, you know, somebody the band can listen to it or the band can not listen to it. it it's up to them. But I, I feel like I should be able to give an opinion. I mean, what's what is the point of art, of music, of anything if everyone is not allowed to have an opinion? Everyone has to like it, right? I think we should be able to give right. an opinion. So let's just make sure everyone's clear out there. If you're saying you can't have an opinion, you're one hundred percent wrong. You're just flat out. You're dumber than stupid. And there's a I mean, lot. There were a lot just, of responses. I mean, I mean, there yeah, were a lot but, of people that and, said, but that's wrong. "Don't criticize. You can't criticize the banner. You can't get. You can't. If you don't like something, keep it to yourself. You know, just be happy with what you're getting." But that's as stupid as saying, "Oh yeah, well, you're not allowed to like everything." And, and you know, when you turn it around and say the same thing in the opposite direction, it's it just doesn't make any sense. You know, how dare you like everything? What, what about that time that Dave forgot the lyrics? You like that one too? I mean, it just, it's just sounds silly. Right. So it's okay not to like something. It's okay to go to a show and go, you know, that I, I really like, you know, song that Jane likes, but man, they really just, you know, they, they came in a verse early. Uh, just everyone got the timing off, you know, and that's okay to say. It doesn't mean that you're an evil person and that all song that Jane likes now are terrible. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, you can have an opinion. So hopefully, people. I, I, I hope most people grasp that. Maybe it's just the minority of people that were tweeting or participating in this debate that were saying that. I hope most people agree it's okay to have opinion if you do it respectfully. You know, um, the people that are doing it not respectfully, we're not endorsing that. Have an opinion, do it respectfully. Um, but you know, hopefully, we're over that battle. Hopefully, we. Otherwise, this podcast is really, really boring if we all just talk about how great everything is all the time. Um, so hopefully we can go over that because I'd like to talk about what specifically really triggered people here. In this particular case, what caused all this to kind of bubble up? What was your take, Jake? It was the Arkansas show. And that's a little unfair to say because as we've learned throughout the years that sometimes, you know, if you're in the middle of the week, Shows might not be special, although really it wasn't that bad of a set if you take a look at it. But you had a couple of things going wrong in this show. You had some songs that some of the fans are kind of not too pleased about, and uh, including Mercy and Jimmy thing back to back. And you can like Mercy and you can like Jimmy thing all you want, but the, the, the data is showing us that a lot of fans are kind of sick of both of them. But then the lovely lady showed up, and this is something that came up at the end of last year. Where we had on the front page, we talked about this in great, great detail. In fact, Joe, you jinxed it the week before in the podcast by saying their names or even alluding to them. <laughs> um, that that fans didn't want them back. 
fans were happy that they saw them last year, those that never saw a show in 2001, but they were like, okay, we're done with that because they play the same songs over and over. Well, what do you know? The three ladies showed up and they played the same songs they played last year. So that pushed people over the top of, oh my God, you're doing the same exact tour from last year. Oh my God, these ladies are back. And you know, people get a little crazy when they're actually trying to make fun of things and they, they get really personal um, saying things like the ladies can't sing, which is actually kind of silly because the ladies can sing. They're actually very, very talented singers mm-hmm. that we've, talked about many 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 times in our podcasts but um that's what it was and it just pushed people over the top and you know that's what happens that's what happens when you you, joe let me ask you this how many songs are different this year that were not played in 2014 how many songs that were played this year in 2015 were not played in 2014 there, I don't think it was zero. Have we, or other than the new, the two, two new songs, everything has been played in, in the last year. Correct. You are correct, sir. That means you have to go back to 2013 for the last time that something like a Crazy Easy, for example, or a Kit Kat Jam um, was, was played. Just two off the top of my head because there haven't been any debuts. And that sort of came to a head there in Arkansas with the ladies coming out on stage. That's the lowest ranked show in the ants era and it's under three and there's no way it's going to get above three well it could slide over three possibly but it's going to be the lowest ranked show ever that's crazy yeah and i mean that that says a lot it's not that bad yeah and it's it's really not that bad of a set but that's just a culmination of things coming together and you know people going mercy uh, okay again with this Jimmy thing, which it, Jimmy thing's actually changed around. I don't know if anybody's noticed, but it's gotten a little shorter. They're not doing the outro anymore. Jimmy thing. I listened to the one from Raleigh today. Jimmy thing sounded nice. You know, you, you, you trim down Jimmy thing. I think a lot of people are going to be happy. So, I, you know, I understand people still being upset a little bit about it, but once you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, okay, this is different. I appreciate this, mm-hmm. but just the ladies coming in, just, you know, that's what it does. And, yeah. and you know, I, I'm going to steal a line from my daughter who stole this from some TV show. And this is what the lovely ladies are. The lovely ladies in DMB are spaghetti tacos. Okay. Spaghetti's good. Tacos are good. Spaghetti tacos together aren't good. <laughs> you, you sound like you've tried spaghetti tacos. I, I have. I, I like spaghetti. No. <laughs> you know, you know, in um, Cincinnati, they 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 probably have done this, right? Because they put um, spaghetti. They, what do they put? Chili on their pasta. So, well, I mean, you know, chili on their spaghetti. And they, they get Halloween up here, so they should be happy with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that, that's what it is. So, so don't tell me, you know, don't tell me AI or B anyone can't say I don't want to hear the lovely ladies at a show, and you say. No, they're great. I mean, this is like, this is this is like Stefan's response to people saying, "Man, the lovely ladies aren't good." And Stefan says, "I'm working my ass off every show out there. I practice all the time." Well, you know, that's that's not what anybody's saying. You know, this is what my nine-year-old says when I yell at him. Right. You know, he changes the subject. You know, don't hit your sister. Oh yeah, well I clean my room. It's two things have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, well, no one's debating. You're not putting in the effort. Uh, you know, definitely can see. It actually talks with the community and puts in the effort. We're talking about something more specific or, you know, even related to that. Exactly. And this is, this is the same thing with the ladies. Uh, just outside of a couple people that are actually saying the ladies suck. You know, they don't. But I, I understand that people get worked up and they say things like that. Just, you know... Whatever you can go with that, but it just doesn't work. Yep, that's all. Getting yep. tacos. Yeah, and I think another thing that people are getting upset about too. You talked about it. You know, lack of set diversity based on you know looking at last year. I think looking at that Arkansas show, um, twelve of the songs from the show, um, which is more than half the show, were songs that were the top third played from 2014. So think a picture, if you ranked all the songs from 2014 and you took the top played songs, that show, this Arkansas show had 12 of the 12 from just that, from that top thing. So the majority of the show was 
2014. I think that just really kind of hit a nerve with people that really wasn't. I, I looked, you know, at this at that point in the tour from in the 2014. 2014, we were getting liberations, you know, the, the term liberations are just shows that hadn't been played in, you know, um, you know, a long time. We're getting debuts of songs or tour debuts of songs that were, you know, haven't been played in a couple tours, two tours back. So um, I think just people thought there would be some more diversity and, you know, everyone's wondering, well, you know, we're, it's hard to do that diversity, you know, how do you take, there's a huge catalog, how do you stay up to date on that? I mean, I get that. But at the same time, I think about other bands out there, and then one one particular comes to mind, and that's Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam's quite, quite an extensive library, also maybe not quite as big as DMB, but they, every one of their shows, they're able to pull out um, some unique stuff. It's, it's constantly changing, and I just kind of feel like this year, you know, like you called out the stat, you know, is there any new songs this year? No, and I think if you look at every band out there, Pearl Jam or any other band, just even a, just your pop band. If they're going to tour from year to year, um, the tour is going to be somehow different. They're not going to do the exact same tour. There's going to be something different, a different stage. Even if it's the same songs, there's going to be something different. And it'll be more than a stage. Hopefully, it'll be some songs. And if you just look, what's what was what's new this year? Okay, we got I guess we got a new stage, new lights. But um, yes, we're always getting different sets and there are different songs. But is there something new, or does it just feel like a continuation of 2014? And I think. That's what one of the, along with the lovely ladies that was just kind of just getting people a little riled up or just they felt like they wanted to voice their opinion. And again, shouldn't be a problem with voicing your opinion if you do it in a respectful way. And here's another mistake that people are saying, and, and this kind of works in with the Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam plays a lot of different songs uh, in different sets. They do they do it sort of like DMB does, where they don't play the same thing every night. Fish does a lot of that too. There's other bands that play the same stuff every night, and that's just their thing. U2 does that. They'll play the same exact set, give or take a couple songs. Even as I mentioned before in the last podcast, that Alice Cooper plays the same songs every night. Okay, you know, there's people that do that, and he's obviously not on the scale anymore of the bigger bands, but that's not what DMB does. That's not the reason why they became who they are. I used to, when people used to ask me, people that were not DMB fans would say to me, you're going to see them again. Didn't you see them last year? I would explain to them. Every show is completely different. You never know what you're going to get from a DMB show. Well, you know what? In 2015, you got a pretty damn good chance of figuring out exactly what the set's going to be. Right. And what we, it's what we came, got used to with the band is that, you know, we fell, so many of the fans today or over time have fell in love with this band that, because of that specific reason. And it's not just that every show is a different set. It was that that each show and the, even the songs themselves with different outros and different, um, you know, lyrics from Dave, um, bringing back old songs. You know, I always kind of contributed to, you know, baseball cards. And you go to a show and you don't, you're it's a pack of cards. You don't know if you're going to get, you know, the rare rookie Babe Ruth card, or you're going to get some, you know, just the, the, the typical starter, but you, you open it up each time or something unique. People fell in love with that, with the band, and that's the piece that's missing. Yeah, it's still they still don't play the same show, and there's different sets. That wasn't the only thing, and that wasn't the main thing that people fell in love with. They fell in love with the, impro- the you know, the improvisation, improvisation, excuse me, um, that the that band word was doing. That word you all sorts of trouble. <laughs> you with that word. <laughs> it's it's my arch nemesis word um but you know that's what they fell in love with i guess or at least you know that's what it seems like with a lot of people that i've been talking to i i agree with you and, and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier about can you criticize well given the history aren't you allowed to say hey you're not doing it like you used to that's kind of um different in a bad way and should so. we comment? So, I, yes. I, I, you know, I've been a little bit surprised on uh, how Stefan's handled it. Uh, you know, he's he hasn't let it go. I actually feel like a lot of people had let it go or kind of got their voice, their opinion, and saw that it wasn't going to go anywhere or saw kind of Stefan's answers, kind of how, how you just described previously. But he, he just he kept bringing it up. He kept a new tweet every day. 
about, you know, I don't care, blah, 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 you know. It, it, it was almost like he was taking it too serious and then taking it too far by, by still going. So I was a little, a little, you know, disappointed by, you know, how it was handled. But just to take the opposite side, look, at least, A, at least he cares, okay? So good for him. And he is defending his product. And, and, and you know, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, if somebody's taking shots at DMB and, and specifically at the ladies – I mean, he. I think he kind of has to say, "Hey, look, we love the ladies, and they probably do." But you know that that's that, that's fine. That's that's what he's supposed to do. But going back to what you said, yeah, I mean, seriously, dude, <laughs> just you know, act like those that Disney cartoon and just let it go, man. Right. But I mean, he he shouldn't discourage people from having opinions. He can definitely he should definitely defend if he feels like he wants to defend and he has he feels strongly about it. Absolutely, but I don't think you should discourage people from having an opinion, especially if it's a respectful way. And at least then they know, as these venues continue to not to sell out and the attendance continues to shriek, shrink, at least they know what it was. And if they, they chose that was the, re, the route that they wanted to go, power to them. It's their art. They, they can make it. But at the same point, I feel like people should be able to voice their opinion. Right, and that's why we at Ants put up a, a column that uh, a guy sent in representing sort of the hardcore fan um, that sort of summed up his feelings, which we've kind of basically summed up in this podcast for, for where har, the hardcores feel. Um, and then someone else sent in and emailed me and said, hey, you know, I disagree with that. Uh, I know you're not going to publish this, but of course I'm going to publish it. If you write it and it's in English and it makes sense. And you want to get your thoughts out, go right ahead. I'm more than willing to present two sides of an argument rather than just retweeting the stuff that sounds good to me. Only people in English, huh? Jeez, I feel bad for everybody that uh, has an opinion. They can do Spanish and Italian. Um, my French is super, super shaky. I know. I've so tried, I wouldn't feel I've comfortable seen that. French. But... You should tell them the story <coughs> about when, you, when you, we dropped you off in, in, um, in France and you tried to fend for yourself. Mm-hmm. I kept saying wee wee, and they were just like, "What? No, no, I got a wee wee, dude. I got I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. Gotta go. Well, I mean, I think maybe we we maybe we talk to a death. I'm, I'm I'd be curious to know Matt's opinion when he's back. Yeah, obviously a fan with a different perspective, one that's kind of already kind of moved on. Um, see, gotta get his thoughts. And like I said, I've seen a lot of my tour friends. Um, over the years here now start to, to fade away, which, is, which makes me sad. And that's why I care so much. And that's why I think all of us care is we, we, we've put so much into this band. We've done it for so long. We, we, we just, we, we don't want to see it end. Um, so I think that's why we, we all just care too much. So any other, one last? more thing, yeah. just one more thing about kind of Twitter etiquette. Look, if you're going to criticize people, that's fine. But if you're going to criticize Jeff Coffin and, make it sound like he's not a good saxophonist, just please jump into a lake because that's that. the dumbest thing ever. I, I mean, seriously, that. that was, that was pretty, I, that was pretty bad. And that, that goes mean, back to how the, much of a moron do you have to be? I mean, I mean, really, you know, this guy's a Grammy award winning saxophonist for a reason, because he's unbelievably talented and, and, and hats off for Jeff for handling it with, with a lot of tact. Um, because I mean, that's just, it's, I think I think the person went too far. There was no base. It was just a very rude remark. I mean, again, it wasn't at all, you know, um, you know, a nicely critique or anything like that. It was very rude, and clearly, there's differences among all uh, horn players, and they're all going to have some unique thing. And that's actually the best thing about them is they they bring some unique flavor to it. Just the, the the comment was off base, and I don't think anybody actually agreed with it. That was definitely yeah. And, one off. and don't forget this, you know, when when Roy was all banged up, he said, "Go get Jeff Coffin." Yeah, I mean that that should tell you everything you need to know about what Roy thought about Jeff. Exactly. So I, it just that still pisses me off that someone would do that, but whatever. Don't like that. Well, and, uh, also that happened this in, this in the middle of the week here. We got a little uh, right after our podcast, almost immediately after our podcast, um, Rolling Stone published an article that kind of, a couple of the predictions that we talked about on the last podcast kind of got a little bit firmer based on an interview Rolling Stone did with Dave. 
Um, and he talked, they talked about kind of two main topics that kind of got discussed in there that are kind of a little bit relevant, just weren't filler, in my opinion. Um, if you want to check out the article, actually, um, it's on the forums. Uh, it's in your newsstands, and there's also a web version. Uh, we tweeted out, the web version and the printed version actually are slightly different. There are a couple lines different in them, so some of this content, yeah, it might have to get from the, um, the written one, which there's photos of online, but please buy a copy, your own cop, personal copy, um, or, um, you know, the, the web version. So, I mean, but the main two big takeaways from it were talking about the guests again, which we kind of talked on the last pod- podcast and had some predictions on, and then also talking about the new songs. And I think the new songs, probably the piece that was the hit the biggest was one of the quotes that Dave had in the article was, hey, we'll probably um, try a few tunes over the summer, and if they go well, then maybe we'll try a few more and we'll discover things playing them live and that we should have done on the recordings and maybe go back to the drawing board. And there are the bands in the studio, was in the studio prior to the tour. And he, but probably one of the unique comments he said was, if we eventually release another collection of songs. And I think that, that phrase kind of caught a lot of people off guard. Yeah, but that's just the way Dave talks. I mean, I wouldn't read anything into that you know then again given the history of this band i won't believe it until i actually have the cd in my hand but i think that that's just a to coin a phrase basically i I don't think that he really intends that i think that that he's just saying things right (laughs) we got a wrestling match in the background yeah and you heard that too um yeah i know i I think i I hope i'm hopeful too i'm on the same way i'm a little Wait till you have it in the hands, but um, you know, kind of said, "Hey, they're going to try a couple new songs." Obviously, we've had Black and Blue Bird already, um, and then over since our last podcast, we got a new song, "Be Yourself." Yeah, you did get a new one. Isn't that uh, interesting? Be Here's yourself. the thing with this. Yes. Okay, and this is this is something that's very very important that people need to realize. Okay, when Warehouse first debuted, it did not have lyrics. Warehouse was at one point about dried up chicken. Okay. So don't tell me the first time you hear a song, oh my God, this song sucks. The lyrics suck because there aren't lyrics. It's just something that sort of is being kind of fitted in and trying to figure out what it is. And they're going to change. And maybe they haven't changed yet, but you know what? They're going to change. They're definitely going to change. You think they, so, they still do that style? You think Dave still does that style? today i mean like in recent times i mean i get warehouse i get big then but it go, just seems like the go past- grab all your go grab all your 2000 um um official releases that's and listen that's 15, to all that's three. 15 years ago that was when they were in working up an album trying to find lyrics for it there's three different gray streets that are list that are released with three totally different lyrics just so do they do it yeah they, look at corn cornbread change go back and grab cornbread from uh, from uh, nine, what was that? Two thousand six or seven, whenever it debuted. Yeah. Cornbread changed. So you okay? you're, you're pretty sure that these lyrics are they're not the final. I mean, for God's sakes, they better not be. Well, that, and that's the debate. So I mean, for those that haven't heard or you had, check it out. I mean, initial a lot of people like it. Some people are a little critical of probably most specifically the lyrics. I think you know. Um, I think I guess. Look, what's I your like opinion? the music. I like I like the music. I like I like that funk sound. So I'm okay with that sort of funk vibe to it. But you know, I, I, that's why I'm just like whatever. He can say whatever he wants to right now. But you know, if you like the music, just go with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, How about the music, you? The music's actually pretty good. I mean, I actually really like. Um... There's the, the part uh, that kind of almost like the, 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 the outro. It's not really an outro. It's just the end where they, they hit a, they do like a kind of a breakdown. They kind of hit the, just gets down to um, the, the, the doobies come back, um, which is the ant part. But then Carter and Stefan just come in together on this funky, uh, you know, funk line and just start building it up again. And I think that part... The baseline is super funky, and the 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 beat, accompl- you know, stuff. Carter's beat accompanies it really, really well. I think that part is really, really sweet. Lyrics a little rough, and I actually thought um, when the, the first recording came out, you know, he, he kind of starts it off like, "Hey, the song kind of goes like this," 
And I was like, okay, I guess I was just like singing part of the song. And then it just kind of builds into the song. And you're like, oh my gosh, this, that's part of the song. And I was completely, <laughs> completely stunned. And I, I'm, I'm of the opinion, I'm not so certain that they're, they're temporary lyrics. I mean, I just kind of feel like they seem too, too complete to be temporary lyrics. Well, if they are complete lyrics, then they need to change the name of the song. It, they're missing a golden opportunity here because it's got that great line, you know, sometimes a man's a woman. They should call it the song that Bruce likes. <laughs> it's topical. It's trendy. What's hip. wrong with that? Dave wants to be hip. Exactly. <sighs> There's nothing wrong with that. Maybe that could be the theme song for like Bruce's new um, reality TV show. Uh, maybe, maybe this is all a tie-in. Maybe maybe this is just the slow build up to it. Oh my gosh, it all makes sense now. It's wow, making, it's making a lot of sense. You, we've just tr- we've cracked the case. I'm sorry um, to spoil it. We should give a spoiler tag first. There's one other thing uh, worth mentioning. We are recording this, by the way, on May 26th of the year 2015, and earlier today, May 26th, Rashawn, who um, still has an Instagram account, even though he deleted his Twitter account, although some people are still trying to. Um, tweeted him he sent out a, a clip from um what appeared to be an orchestra performing hmm. um and that led to people questioning if this orchestra had anything to do with the album session going on um it should be noted that the last time the band was in the studio with rob cavallo they used an orchestra uh, i think they used it on baby blue and i think they used it on you and me if i'm not mistaken so is that a good thing? I, I thought this th- th- same thing. To, I mean, I kept it as a grain of salt. Rashawn does a lot of studio work for a lot of bands and a lot of different things. So I kept it as a grain of salt just because he's doing something in the studio doesn't mean it's related to D&B. Um, okay. I will say, however, when I saw it, my first thought was this seems to make sense for um, for the album. And he had kind of had a comment on there that it's, it was just strings, which is another reason, like, kind of, fits just because strings are usually that kind of accompaniment it's not like the full-blown orchestra um and he kind of said horns coming later and um so i kind of thought it was for the album i'm 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 good with strings i'm okay with strings on album um within the right sense i I don't necessarily like them throughout the entire song i think they can add a dramatic you know um effect to a certain portion of a song um and I don't want it to become the song because I think the songs need to be reproduced in a live setting and they're not going to have a string orchestra with them. Obviously, they have Boyd, but anything larger than that, I don't think it really fits. I don't know. What are your thoughts? They can perform without the strings. You and Me doesn't have it with strings, obviously, live, and Baby Blue didn't, obviously. So I think that they're kind of in the background and it works out fine. So if they use them in the studio, whatever, more power to them. Okay. Um, I want to bring up something to you, uh, Joe M., as the person who travels to a billion shows. Um, I noticed that in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, they had a guest perform with them. It was Branford Marcellus. Um, he was not announced before the tour. He came in and played on three songs, played on Lover, he played on Typical, and he played on Jimmy. Um, what do you think about guests that aren't announced? I mean, why can't... It seems like they can't make up their mind. It's like some are not, some are not announced and some are announced. And I, I just wish it was like none announced, I guess. I guess why did you announce, you know, um, Trey and Emmy and then all of a sudden, you know, we're now getting guests that weren't announced. I guess that's my whole thing. I'm, I'm 100% good with unannounced guests and actually that's probably my preference is unannounced versus announced, but... Why is some being announced and some not being announced is what kind of where my head's at. And to me, it's sort of setting something up. And I, I, I popped in the Atlanta thread today just to kind of see where it was going. And a lot of people are now speculating, well, who's going to guest in Atlanta? Uh, you know, Zach Brown band is off that day or they don't start their tour yet or something. So maybe Zach Brown will come out or, you know, maybe Greg Allman will be there or whatever, you know, whoever lives in Atlanta could come out there and it it almost feels like 
you're being set up a little bit to be disappointed now if somebody doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my thing about it. And that's why I'm not too crazy, but like, you know, them not announcing the ladies. I, I, I don't understand why they don't announce the ladies if everybody loves them. Um, especially when they're around for like now what seems like the rest of the tour. So I, I would rather them be announced or at least leaked. Now, Brantford's appeared in, in North Carolina before, so maybe that shouldn't be a, a complete and utter shock. But still, I think I would rather know about them. Well, you want to know about them only because you think that they're setting up, uh, setting people to let down when there's no guest. I do, but also, I mean, I'll take Brantford for example. I mean, maybe people would have gone that maybe people would have tried to go that that weren't planning on it. I mean, I. I would have at least considered it. I, I mean, knowing full well that you're at least going to get Lover lay down. Oh, yeah. um, and, he, and he was so good on it the first time. He was great on it uh, this time as well. I just listened to the show today, like I mentioned. Um, you know, I think that's something that would be interesting. I think people are going to Colorado because they know Bela's going to be there. Um, so, I mean, I think I, it's. I don't. I think more people would have gone to the show than anybody's not like dropping out, right? Right. I mean, no one, no one's going to go, oh, Branford Marsalis? Screw that. Two tickets for No. That's not going to happen. So then it's just a matter of do, you, do we like to the, 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 um, the effect of the surprise, you know, versus getting people excited to maybe want to come that aren't coming? I guess. I mean, but then again, if you looked at that and said, Oh, you know what? I'm going to buy tickets for um, Bristow now. And you went to the Bristow show where Joe M was and there was no guest. You might go, the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Actually, yeah. I was really over that. Really wanted Brentford to come come back. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Did you listen to the all of his songs? I mean, actually, he really made Jimmy uh, sound pretty good there at the end. He was playing some really sweet stuff. The very, very, very good Jimmy. Jimmy thing is my most improved uh, song of the year so far. Well, I, I think, think it gets a little award at the with end. It, with him on it, it was awesome. Yeah, I mean that that's the that's the second or third one they played without the um, without the outro, yep. um, which is a step in the right direction. And it was like thirteen and a half minutes, right. which is reasonable compared to what Jimmy had become. Yeah, I think so. I think, it, I think, it was, I, it was, I think that's part of the yeah. complaint about it. Um. Yeah, I guess I don't know. It seems like we're mixed. I, I would like to be surprised. I think where they went wrong is when they said um, this is the year of guests. Um, they even said that in the Rolling Stone article. I, I think that's where you get go wrong. You shouldn't say that because now that's where the expectation that you're going to maybe get a guest comes from. And then when you don't, you're a little bit let down, which is what happened in the Texas shows. Maybe what happened in the Bristol show. Um, leave that out. And what but, happened in the Arkansas to? Uh... To an extent. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, the reverse. Or, yeah, you got a guess that you maybe weren't, you didn't think was going to be there because they didn't announce it. Um, right. Yeah. And, and listen, you know, you could just listen, listen to the crowd when they applaud and you can hear what they like and what they don't like. And, you know, you can read in whatever you need to on any of the applause, but some things get better applause than others. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that happens with guests, too. So, just keep that in mind. So, sounds like we're going to, you know, according to the Rolling Star article, sounds like we're going to get some more guests. Sounds like Dave's trying to convince Greg Allman to make an appearance. Which, geez, I wonder, what, I wonder what song he'll guest on. Jeez. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it sounds like we're going to get some more guests, so we'll just have to stay tuned. Sounds like they're not going to really announce anymore, at least so far the strategy is not to announce anymore. Um, so, it sounds like it'll be a surprise, but who knows? We'll have to tune in and watch. Yes. Uh, speaking of the aforementioned Joe M. latest show, um, how was Virginia? Virginia was good. Virginia was good. Second time at uh, Bristow. Um, Freaking nice weather. Great tailgate. Had a good turnout for the tailgate, so thanks to everybody that showed up and came out. We ended up uh, doing a little periscope from, uh, from the tailgate. Uh, so it was nice little weather. Put it up on top of the flagpole. But... Um, um, Virginia show is great. I mean, uh, actually a couple surprises that, you know, probably making some set list picks. I probably would have for sure thought that why I am was going to get played. 
And um, when we didn't get YAM, I was actually quite surprised. Um, and they obviously played 41 um, the night before in rally. So a um, couple songs that I thought for sure Bristol just seemed to always going to get because it's kind of the VA show, kind of hometown show. You know, there's a tribute to Leroy at the venue. You know, usually there's a shout-out um, that way, and I was actually a little bit surprised that there wasn't. Yeah, that's a place that's gotten back you up before, and like you said, why I am. Um, yeah, a little surprising there. Um, nothing that really, just looking at the set list, that makes you say, oh, yeah, that was one of Roy's favorites. Um, so it's kind of interesting. I've actually been to Bristow twice myself. I was there in 96, and I was there for night two of 98. So uh, you and I are actually tied. Didn't know yes, that. Yes, I, yeah. I saw Don't Burn the Pig there, the very last Don't Burn the Pig, the real Don't Burn the Pig, yeah. the original version in 1996. Wow. 1998 was a show that I actually did not enjoy uh, very much. But if you look at that <laughs> set, uh, that people would, would literally murder a bear to hear that now. Uh, and would you murder a bear to hear it now? Um, I, I might at least take one on. I mean, just... To just to briefly look at it, and uh, I know we've talked about this before because everyone's like, "What the heck? He didn't like that show," and um, and Herbie Hancock was the guest <laughs> for the show, which which is kind of crazy. But I mean, like, you know, I, I remember there's a one. I'm waiting for my uh, internet to load because my kids are hogging all the bandwidth watching stupid Minecraft videos. Um, but uh, I I remember they had a one song encore, which I was not crazy about. And, um, but it had, uh, you know, it was a typical 1998 show without a lot of, um, to it, which now, like I said, is something that people would go completely utterly crazy about. Uh, hang on. It's going to load. Ants is not this slow. It's just my internet. That's just slow. Um, Herbie Hancock guessed it on warehouse. Um, come on. I can't think of anything else to say um they played say goodbye they played last stop um you know they closed with ants like i said they opened with two-step don't drink satellite rapunzel crush drive in jimmy thing i mean you know it, it, it's something it's something that now people would go oh my god that's the greatest show ever and at the time i was just like this is just nothing yeah no big deal it's the fifth show i saw that year it's kind of like blah the worst of the shows. Ugh. Tickets were thirty dollars back then, by the way. Wow, which is a little bit what yeah, they now are now. Now they're a hundred dollars. Which, by the way, which is an interesting note about Bristol was they're actually still selling pit tickets the day of the show, um, or they were re they really? released a ton. And you could the whole the whole day of the show. I don't think they at least I never heard that they stopped selling them. I think they actually stopped selling them once they said, you know, it's too close to the show time. But you could wow. you could pick up a pit ticket. And, you know, if you decided you wanted to upgrade, you're going to have a hard time selling um, your extras or your previous seats. It was a number of people that were um, kind of giving away um, pavilion tickets for free. It said, hey, anybody want an upgraded pavilion? I'll give you the tickets for free because I'm not using them and can't sell them. So, you know, a little bit of the times, but um, yeah, it's pretty surprising. About one of the surprising things about Bristol this year. Yeah, I don't think they've sold out a show yet, and um, I don't know if they're going to, but that's okay. You know, um, you know, we can hold out hope and see if things change, uh, which according to some of the questions that were tweeted at us, we're not the only ones that are hoping for that. Are you ready for Twitter questions, Joe? Oh, I'm ready. I think, I don't know. I haven't seen these questions. Well, I'm going to pose this to you then, cause it's going to be fun. Um, George Petty, which is at that same name questions how many more quote-unquote new songs do you see debuting this tour uh, i believe that is going to be new as in brand spanking new not new as in new to the tour mm. and what do you think the word song means that's a good question does he mean uh, derpy derpy do or does he mean actual songs with lyrics <laughs> uh, you know we kind of briefly talked about this last time i mean I would say, mm, I'm going to say one more. <sighs> I, I, I'm going to hope not one for a while. Um, let's see if we can get these two down. Um, 
Black and Bluebird starting to kind of shape itself into something. So that's okay. Um, I'd kind of like to see him get two down before they bring another one out. That's just me. Yeah, no, I would agree with um, that. I was just kind of predicting how many we'd see for across the whole tour, and I was, I'm thinking maybe one more. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, Bo Maggart, which is Maggart103, uh, tweets at us, the lovely ladies have debuted, or I'm sorry, have added Be Yourself and Rooftop to their catalog. What song could you see them on next? Joe? I don't know. Do you have an idea? Jeez, I'm not sure. I don't know. Sure. Do you have a good Best one? Best of what's around? Yeah. I mean, do I think they're going to come on to something new? No. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe. Well, I think that's maybe the spirit of the question, though. I mean, could would they could they work on stuff? Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's a lot of songs that people wouldn't mind hearing them on. I just don't think they're DMB songs. Hmm, you know, that's a they, good point. That's a they, good point. They could they could play on good times, bad times. They could easily play on that. The, the 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 most simple answer to this, which I can't believe nobody's screamed this out yet, is Exodus. Hmm. How how is the band not played Exodus with the ladies? That would be awesome. That's the simplest thing ever. That'd be really good. Yeah, I mean it's it's right there. I mean it's it's th- that's the one that everyone can go. Oh, okay, you know that's cool. Hey, you know what? The ladies were there, but you know what? I got Exodus, and it actually sounded great with them. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's, there you I'll, have it. I'll take Exodus. I mean, oh, why, yeah. I don't, why do I have to come up with something other than that? I'll take Exodus. Yeah. There you go. I'll throw it out there. Um, read that. Blase Kevin, uh, which is his last name with his first name, uh, asks, what are the odds of a shotgun appearance this tour or the black Ched Atkins ever again? Mm. Okay. Well, I think the, the guitar is zero, right? Oh yeah. It's is there a number less than zero? <laughs> Let's put it in perspective. Put it in a put it in an analogy for me, Jake. You're really good at analogies. It's like spaghetti tacos. Okay. <laughs> I, I I forgot about that one. You're 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 usually pretty good at analogies. Um, and you know what? You've probably got about as good chance of seeing the Chet as you do here in Shotgun because Shotgun wasn't played last year. And as we know, they're only playing songs from last year. So, so much. Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, well, that's, a, that's a ballsy prediction right there. Um, I would say. Do I want to hear Shotgun? Yeah, I do. But are they going to play it? No, they're not. Yeah, I think it is pretty, pretty low at this point. I think they would rather play around with the set of songs that they've been doing, the 99 or so songs they've been doing, and um, move them between the acoustic set and electric set. I think that's your highest probability. Shotgun, your probability is pretty skim, pretty pretty slim. Um, one other one I want to bring up, it's something we've sort of danced around, but I think it, it's worth... Um, Addressing, it's from um, Ben uh, Maga, which is B Maga. Um, does does recent backlash drive the band to something drastic, i.e., tour less, shortened shows, etc., or do they ignore noise, the noise? Um, if you don't mind me going first on this one, yeah, Joe, go for it. I'll, I actually have a little bit of opinion, but I won't let you go first. If you just look at the tour and just sort of just big picture the entire tour so far. It's not that bad. They've changed things around. They've added some songs to the acoustic set. Okay. I know the ladies are in and nobody wants to hear the ladies, but um, it's not that bad. It's, it's really, it's really not. The band has sounded very, very good. Boyd has sounded very, very good. Mm-hmm. Stefan has sounded mm-hmm. very, very good to in particular. Yep. Um, they all have, they really all have. So, Sound-wise, it sounds really, really good. It might not be the songs we want to hear. Um, do I do I expect them to do anything like shorten the tour now? Um, shorten shows now? Are they going to ignore the noise? I don't know if they necessarily have. Um, 
a lot of people were upset after the first show and there was a change from from the very first show of Austin to Dallas a lot of stuff got moved around so i would say that they're at least aware of what's going on mm-hmm. besides stefan no yeah i think uh, but it, but the question isn't if they're aware is that they're changing because of it right and you think i think I don't know, I actually, uh, thinking about it a little bit more, Dave has said in the past that he loves to buck the trend. If he sees a pig sign in the in the crowd, in the pit, wherever, he won't intentionally not play pig for a while until he doesn't really see the sign, then he wants to play it. He said that in the past. At the same time, we actually right. know that people hold up signs, and sometimes they actually do get what they want. Um, but this year, signs are banned, so that doesn't really apply. Um, so yeah, all you're going to do is get signs for the ladies then, if, if that's the theory <laughs> or lovely ladies, <laughs> that would be very funny. Um, so, you know, I think Halloween was very much a response to fans really wanting it last year, the, the influx of Halloween I think was a was yeah. a, was a, rea- re- a reaction. So if you follow that, I think the band w- will not nearly to the degree that anybody probably wants. They're not going to take the ladies away. They're not going to change the sets dramatic drastically. But will they try to do something a little bit different because of it? Yes. Okay, um, and that could be as simple as as something that people are saying. If you just take out. Um you know, three or four songs a night and kind of flip them out, I, I think you get drastically different sets and mm-hmm. you'll notice the, the ambient noise from fans is going to go down. I mean, like like I said earlier, tour is not that bad. Really not. For all of the negative reaction from people and, and actually the low ratings, I think that's more of a reaction to this isn't really the 2015 tour. This is the 2014 tour continued. Exactly. Well, and that's what it is. That's what it is. It's a good tour, but it's a tour that we had last year. Last year was a great tour. Um, People just expect something different. Correct. Yep. Yep. There you have it. We got another question in the hopper, or we uh, we tap them out? That's it. The only other one was uh, from Sabonis34 that said they would listen to you and I, Joe, if we just read the phone book. So perhaps next podcast we will just read the phone book. <laughs> That's a true fan right there. That's a true fan. <laughs> I should retweet that. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? No, don't retweet that. <laughs> just stirring it up again. I'm just kidding, just in case any bassists are listening. We're just joking. We're just... Busting your balls, as they say in New Jersey. <laughs> I've always thought it was like the strangest phrase ever. Oh, I'm just busting your balls. Why would you want to do that? I mean, I need those. That's that's like the strangest phrase of all time. I'm just maiming you to the point where you can't walk. Come on, Mr. Just, Trivia. I thought you would know the know the, the the origin of that phrase. I do. It's from Jersey. Not the location origin, the 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 history origin, the, 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 how, the how it came about. I am well aware of it. It has to do with people from Jersey busting balls. <laughs> Thank you for that, li- that lesson in drunk history. Yes, you are, you are quite welcome. <laughs> well, I think, I think that was our, actually our last thing. We hit the questions last. Um, and I think, who knows, I actually have no idea where this podcast is on runtime, so apologies if it is long because we've had to stop and start it a couple times thanks to those Minecraft videos. Wink, wink. Yes. Uh, um, but I guess, um, any final words there, Jake? Uh, no, I just um, looking forward to seeing how the rest of the tour shakes out. And Are you I really going hope to a that show we show this weekend. Actually, yeah, I'm going to go to Atlanta. Um, going to go up to Atlanta and see how things are. Um, see how everyone is doing up there. Always interested to see. Last year, I uh, had a good time. Went to Atlanta. Had a good time, and and was pretty pleased with the crowd in Atlanta too. Um, and I'm always curious to see how people react to songs. It's something I like to do. So. I'll be keeping an eye on to see which ones work and which ones don't. Yeah, we got a full week break until Atlanta. A single show. 
Um, and then a long break again, you know, a bit of a break again. So um, Bant's got a little bit of time here before Atlanta. So we'll see if how that time plays into um, the Atlanta show. So be anxious to get your take on it here uh, on our next podcast. And if you're an optimist, you say, well, that time off, they've been trying some new stuff and they're going to debut some new songs. And if you're a pessimist, you say they're going to play the same set that they played in Austin. So it just depends on your disposition. One side will win. Who will it be? Tune in next good. time to reveal the results. <laughs> Excellent. Very, very good. <laughs> cool. Well, looking forward to that. Um, probably one more without maybe um, our good friend Matt. But we will make do. Appreciate you guys hanging in there throughout the podcast. Um, we will be at you next time. Until then, see you guys. Happy tour. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB. Any publication, retransmission, or reproduction of AntsMarching.org is, uh, well, pro, uh... Um, uh, we'll, we'll let it go this time.